With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and thanks for downloading another show from the Glasgow's Green Podcast, aka GigPod. This is the 19th episode from us and I'm Stevie. Now, I was 50% likely to turn up for this episode because I actually don't feel too well today and Rizzo didn't fancy sharing a platform with me and he's decided to self-isolate from the podcast. However, after I've booked a wee flight to Dubai for an intensive Get Well Soon course, after a pint first, right enough, Hamish Carton from 67 Hail Hail has decided to join me. You might remember Hamish from such episodes as... The second one after we get done and ask Sparta Prague at home. So Hamish, thanks for coming on GigPod yet again. Those happier days when we were conceding four goals at home to Sparta Prague. You're welcome, Stevie. It's good to be on. I never thought back in August that I'd see myself saying in January we were 22 points behind Rangers. But after Aberdeen 1, Rangers 2 today, I'm sorry to say it, listeners, I have now conceded the league. <sighs> I've accepted it's done. I was clinging on to anything for the last few weeks, you know, such as Dubai having some Lazarus pit for our players to enjoy and maybe Aberdeen getting a draw at Pataudry against Rangers who don't seem to turn up after the Derby game generally. And I thought they were going to be more nonsense and shenanigans today, but didn't really turn out that way. I, Rizzo said a few weeks ago after St Johnston he thought it was done. I kept saying to him, no, Rangers will do something stupid or we'll be we'll romp it after the bye, you know what it's like. But essentially I'm as guilty as the Celtic board really for revisionism and just thinking stuff in the past is going to miraculously work this season when this is a season like we've never seen before. And Hamish, I just need to ask, do you share my gloom? Because this collection of errors started back way before August, if we're really honest with ourselves. And it's now led us to being so far behind Rangers that I just I can't see any way back for us now, if I'm honest, mate. It's funny that the Rangers obviously won at Pataudry today, and if I'm thinking back to the moment when I first had the proper fear that we might not win this league, and this may seem way over the, to, uh, way over the top to some listeners, but see, when we didn't win at Pataudry back in, I think it was 
late October when we had that horrible first half and Cham gave the penalty away. We somehow came back, typical Celtic style, to to win that game, have it won at 3-2 going into the 93rd minute or whatever it was. And that day when we found a way not to win that game, when Lewis Ferguson tucked away that penalty, I think that's the most gutted I've been of this entire you know last few months of horror. Like that day just told me that when we weren't winning a game like that, that Celtic would have won over the years. That that was I'm not going to say that's the moment I, I was conceding the league or anything like that. That came a bit later, probably came after the, the game at Ibrox uh, last week. But that was a moment for me when when I knew we were up against it this season. I, I keep thinking in my mind, the two trains of thought, one is that the league is completely over. Right, that, That's one side of my mind. The other side of my mind is saying, we've seen a bit of an improvement in Celtic. I know we lost the... the Derby at Ibrooks last week, but in general, there's been an improvement. If we just keep winning, we win these three games in hand that are coming up soon. Uh, sorry, four games in hand now, if you include Hibs tomorrow night. Um, that will take it down to 10, and we beat them at Parkhead, which we're capable of doing. Part of me, just maybe it's the part that's in denial, is just thinking, surely then, when we've come from 22 points behind to seven, they would start to buckle. But you know, I've spoken about it before, but some of our games in hand, I mean, tomorrow night, home to Hibs, absolutely no gimme. The other one, home to Aberdeen, no gimme at all. And one of the other ones is away to Livingston, which at the best of times is horrible for us, never mind a Livingston team that have now won eight games in a row. So, yeah, it's done. Livingston are a team that were going nowhere this season. In fact, they looked doomed under Gary Holt. Gary Holt actually had the decency to go, do you know what? This team only going anywhere under my leadership. I'm going to step aside. It's the right thing to do. Livingston then bring in David Martindale. And now look at the difference in them. That's, as you say, Hamish, eight wins in a row. They're the form team in the country. Greatest respect, if a team as small as Livingston and have nowhere near the resources of Celtic can do that and can see that a change of leadership is needed in order to lift a team. How could Celtic not have done that and... After St Johnston, after Ross County, you know, it's hmm. it baffles me, Hamish, and I'm just now like you. I, I, I don't think Livingston is an easy one for us at all. I actually think out of all the games in January, I think there's a it's a fifty fifty going there and even getting a result. I'm not even been funny here. I'm not playing up to the crowd here, but like if you're looking at Livingston v Celtic right now. Who are you making favourites out of that? Genuinely, on that plastic pitch in you know, West Lothian, the Tony Macaroni, I don't think it's Celtic that are favourites for that game. A right good Celtic team even struggled in. I mean, last season, Celtic team, after the, the mythical, magical Dubai, had to get a Tom Rogic goal in the last minute to, to salvage a draw, and we were second best that game. But this Celtic team, who are rocked this season, going to the Anthony Macaroni, thinking Livingston are going to be a walkover and like after the first five minutes they're right in your face and they're stamping their mark all over the game. Some of these players are <laughs> never wanting to come back for the second half of that. It'll be like feigning injuries going, you're Neil, get me subbed. Right, let, let's play a, a cheery game here. We'll look ahead to Celtic's next few fixtures. You're, you're saying the league's away. Let's look at the actual Celtic game when the whole support will go, right, that's it, done and dusted. So is it going to be tomorrow night at home to Hibs? Is it going to be Livingston next weekend at home? Is it going to be Livingston away the week after? Is it going to be at Rugby Park on that plastic pitch? St Mirren away? Is it going to be the next Derby game? When's going to be the moment that we actually all go officially, right, that's it? I'm looking 
tomorrow's game against Hibs. I think mm. we should win it, but I don't think it will be a, a walk in the park, you know. I think it will be a struggle. I could be wrong. The home game against Livingston's not going to be easy at all because it looks like David Martindale's got them set up to... I mean, did you see them against Hibs? They were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And they'll come to Celtic Park. They'll have no pressure on them and they'll know how to set up against us. So I don't think Livingston's a, a tap-in. <laughs> we talked about the game in the 20th there. I mean, if I'm looking in January, the only games that I would say are dead certs for us to, to field an under-18s team and still win comfortably would be Hamilton at home and then we've got the cup game but I'm not really including I don't think anyone's sight for the cup games are they? No I, I think Livingston away could be could be the night I could see us going down to a defeat there and that could be the one you know the, the one when everyone just comes away from it and goes right that is it officially done there. I know officially it wouldn't be done but at that stage I still feel there's that little bit of hope people are clinging on to that if we win the derby matches Rangers will probably drop a few points and we win everything but I think that result is just around the corner because Livingston away I think I think tomorrow night on it honestly could be could be difficult against Hibs and then a double header against Livingston as you see the form team in the country I think those next three games uh, are we going to win all three of them I would be pretty surprised if we did and that's a big thing for me. This is like a maybe a therapy session for me, Hamish, because how often do you hear me saying, ah, four or five now, easy. <laughs> basically dismissing teams in Scotland, just turned around going, ah, we'll just shove on Clamella for a laugh and he'll score a hat-trick. That's me. I'm an arrogant, some might say deluded Celtic fan. I would say probably arrogant um, and very dismissive fan who just feels like I've probably been overly spoiled in the last three or four years. And it's really hit home this season. And I think that I've had to look at myself in the way that I look at other teams in Scotland as well. Because frankly, I've watched a lot of other Scottish teams this season. I think I've watched more of other teams in Scotland this season than ever before. Possibly because, you know, that's all I can do now is just watch football. I can't really go out and do stuff because of a certain me virus. And I don't mean John Reid. So, (laughs) 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 no, I mean, no, I do think if we go down at the Tony Macaroni. I think that's going to be the one and not just be an outpouring of rage after that. It'll be a half rage and half acceptance, but I think you're right. If we do drop points at that game, it's done. Now let's move on to something more positive and I don't mean that in the way you probably think, Hamish, because Celtic recorded a positive COVID test today. Now, Celtic put out a statement about four o'clock saying Celtic today confirmed that one player has recorded a positive test for COVID-19. Clearly the player will receive all our care and full support. All other members of our squad, management team and backroom squad are negative. Now, why have the club not named to it as first of all? It's a good question. Look, this might be the, the cynic in me, right? And it's because I, I view that club just now with so much disdain. But will they be looking for excuses to save face on the Dubai trip and find a way to say that the player actually caught it here? Because I wouldn't be shocked, frankly, because there's no responsibility for the top down. And I think Celtic have shown that they genuinely do not value or respect any fans. I honestly wouldn't be stunned if they had the, the mindset of, what harm will we lie to? I mean, I don't understand why they haven't named who it is. Again, maybe there is a good reason for that, but you can't seem to answer it right away, and you're a man of common sense. The, the only parallels I can th- well, thanks very much. But the only parallels I can think about the start of the seasons, and I know St Mirren when they had a couple of cases 
uh, before a game and, and Jim Goodwin came out in the press and said who the players were because he said it will be obvious for you tomorrow looking at the team sheet. So it's going to be obvious for us tomorrow when we look at the team sheet, I think, when, when a player isn't there and there's no talk over injury. Now, again, will the club throw in, oh, he's pulled up in training on Friday or something daft like that, you know, a daft week excuse to get over the fact. But I thought that the statement, if you want to call it that, the tweet sent out by the club, which right away for me is just a bad sign. That's the Peter Law sign for me. That's the, the you know, David Turnbull, we move on type tweet we saw last year and we, we see whenever we've lost the plot. But Celtic today confirmed, just the wording just seems wrong there, that one player has recorded a positive test for COVID-19. Clearly, clearly which I think is weird, the player will receive all our care and full support. Um, all other members of our squad management team and backroom squad are negative. It just it seems like a really hashed tweet that has not had a lot of thought gone into. It seems like it's bash that away as soon as possible, get it out before it breaks in the press. Who's it about? I don't know, but I, I guess we're going to find out in, on Monday evening. Although I say that, there was chat that it's Christopher Julian. Rumours, I must say, and I suppose if it is him, we, we won't know. But why was he even there anyway? You know, the guy's injured. Well, did, did you not see the, the, the pints? <laughs> I mean, I, of course, I mean, of course, it was intensive. That's another thing with that Dubai thing where they said it was an intensive uh, training camp. So they got there last Sunday, and the only thing they were doing that was intensive was a sinking of pints. So right away in the next day, they're not going to be hard at it training after that. That would have been light at best. Now on the Tuesday, I can understand, right? Maybe a bit of an intensive session there. And then on the Wednesday, maybe in the morning, but am I not right in saying they flew back on the Wednesday afternoon? See, to be honest, I've just been taking a break for Celtic over the last week. I've just used it as an excuse just to focus on other things in my life so I have not got a clue when they went out when they came back I'm not interested I actually muted the Twitter account last week because I'm just totally fed up with everything that's happening at, at the club at the moment but that news is a positive test just it, it wasn't surprising at all was it everyone had an inkling this was going to happen um, everything's gone wrong this season the club have been responsible for virtually everything that's gone on it's all been self-inflicted with the exception of a few things and this is no different. Um, but listen, it's it's all well and good us sitting here and moaning about it in a podcast. But what's going to happen at the club? Like, is, is there going to be any repercussions for anyone? Is anyone going to lose their job over this? If, if God forbid, you know, it spread it has spread to the rest of the the first team, or it does spread, and we end up missing games and we lose points, or you know, these are all scenarios that are open at the moment. What are the what are the possible repercussions for? you know, the key people at the club who sanctioned this trip during a global pandemic. I think, I mean, you were talking about it. You didn't spend too long out with the guys at the Grand Old Podcast last Sunday, but I listened to you. I listened to your show and I agreed with every word that you said regarding that trip. Again, at Gigpod, we didn't actually say anything on it. Rizzo made a wee quip and I was too scunnered to even talk about it. I thought maybe at the very last minute after the defeat against Rangers, I thought they probably won't go ahead of it. Surely not. But then how naive am I? Because hmm. here I am thinking Celtic will do the right thing. They'll do the right thing at the last minute because it was obvious that the numbers were going up and up. The state of the country was alarming and the cases were spiralling out of control. And I know people that have lost jobs, they've lost more importantly loved ones through this. People are in a state of panic. A lot of folk I'm talking to aren't even laughing anymore. I'm personally not laughing anymore. 
would these people all love to get away and go for a bevy in the sun? Yeah, they would. I would love to do that. I had the chance to do that as well uh, a few months ago when it was still okay to go away. But I did make a decision to not do it because I thought it was unsafe all in all to travel during the pandemic. And even if I'm okay, what sort of thing does that spell out? You know, it's like there's loads of other people out there who haven't got the luxury and the comfort to go and do that. And that's what makes me better than anyone else. Nothing. So I just made the decision not to go away and, and do that. And, you know, when things calm down and vaccinations roll out, then yeah, that'll probably be a safer time to, to go and enjoy myself and get leisure time. But the players, to be fair to them, are going to obviously go away and do it. It's, it's their employer at the end of the day that's sanctioned it, you know, and they're going to turn around and go, well, it's not really us to blame. It's our employer and the higher-ups that have signed it all off. And What I was asking myself was, will this now cause a ripple effect and will close contacts to this positive player now have to isolate? Because there's no transparency, of course, at the club. So we can only guess on a podcast until Celtic tell us more, right? But I found this interesting. This was from the Scottish public health professor, Dr Linda Bald. And now she said she was confident that close contacts of the Celtic player that tested positive for COVID will have to self-isolate. She also went on to say she found it astonishing that the club even went to Dubai in the first place. While the club did come in for heavy criticism, rightfully so, after they jetted off, she basically said that she would be very confident any contacts, including while travelling, will be required to self-isolate using existing definitions of a close contact. She said the club needs to ensure that the player is isolating. That will protect the others. Before adding, quite remarkable that they even went to Dubai. Again, it's something that every, the majority of our Celtic fan base are questioning that decision as well, and it now looks more than likely that they were right to do so after you've seen the after effects of it. A big question in this one now, Hamish, is why should Hibs now risk their players tomorrow by coming to Celtic Park against us when they actually had to get the fixture moved in the first place or they rather had to agree to it? I don't think they even did agree to it, did they? There was a whole Ferrari with Leanne Dempster where I think they were asked originally, they disagreed and then the game got moved anyway and the, the rules were that apparently the SPFL came up with something that only the home club has to decide when the game's moved, some bullshit rules. So they're not happy about it in the first place, having a game at Celtic Park moved to a Monday night and not being able to play at the weekend. I just feel like this story's got a bit to run. You know what things are like in Scotland with you know, the, the various clickbait websites running things and totally Keith Jackson will be loving it now he will be loving it Sunday night late night shift he will be so into this and honestly you can expect a Monday morning exclusive from him no doubt and then Sturgeon will be speaking tomorrow won't she and she'll be asked about it and I, I don't even know if if the game getting played tomorrow night's an absolute certainty to be honest um, I think it could be an interesting day tomorrow um, depending on how things go but just going back to the, the trip in general like, they're just seen from, from my point of view a real almost an entitlement for Celtic that we're getting this trip no matter what similarly to Lenny's getting his cup final no matter what and I think fans find that really 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 frustrating in fact more than frustrating um, at the moment when you know, we can't even see loved ones and we, we can't get to football games at all. We can't go to the pub to have a pint and then we see photos of um, the players doing that. But 
I, I just I think it's another slap in the face um, to the club, um, and obviously, that as I say, it's it's not exactly a shock um, that these cases have have come about. And yeah, I just I think it'll be interesting to see how Hibs play this one tomorrow. Um, I think Jack Ross was asked about it last week, and he he played played it down a little bit. Obviously, this was prior to the the positive case, so interesting to see how tomorrow plays out. Why do I think? Celtic were in the position to do the right thing and actually show the government up and say, you know what, Scottish government actually approved this. Scottish government haven't stepped in now to say, don't go, look at the state of the country, it's only going to get worse and it doesn't fit with the tone of the mood of what everyone's actually in now. Celtic could have actually stepped up with them and you know what, it's not the right thing to do. But no, what they then did was they tried to spin it to someone else and that's this is what I mean where there was no responsibility at the club for the top down Hamish Celtic then put out a series of tweets one of their ridiculous threads and they tried to spin it on like the SFA the Scottish government and do you know what they're actually right the Scottish government are culpable in this as well and the SFA are culpable in it as well and so are Celtic so it's a real collective fault here it's not just the club they could have actually set a, the right example though they chose not to do that because as you said it was a real entitlement from them. And it was a real, we're going to do it anyway because it will benefit us. And I'm like, well, okay, let's let's see that. Let's see if that is the case. But do you know what I find interesting, Hamish, is I think, weirdly, they've put even more pressure on themselves by going to Dubai and saying how brilliant it was for them and how it's going to turn the season around because any drop points from here on in, people will turn around and go, well, I thought Dubai was meant to sort everything out. And it'll be a case of the club going, uh, uh, that was a work or something. No. The fact that they've said, every interview, it's been bigging up how brilliant Dubai is and how much it's going to change everything. Neil Lennon said, we wouldn't have got anything done at Lennox Town that we got done in Dubai. Now, the last I checked, Lennox Town was a real state-of-the-art centre for training. I mean, it's not exactly fucking Tory Glen here. The only thing that you wouldn't have got at Lennox Town now compared to Dubai was a pint in the heat. I mean, that's it. Yeah, it is. Um, I I just think there's a there's a danger that this Dubai trip gets made out. You know, in general, Celtic going to Dubai gets made out as this massive thing that that saves our season. Obviously, the last couple of years we we've gone off the back of Derby defeats to to Rangers. Well, in fact, the last three years I think it is now we've we've gone to Dubai off the the back of losses to Rangers. But this theory that. It, it changed our season last year. I don't know if that's totally true. A big part of us winning league last season was the fact that Rangers absolutely chucked it. But prior to the the last derby game of 2019, so just prior to the 2-1 defeat at Parkhead to them, we won 11 league games before that. We won the, the Betfred Cup again. So this theory that Celtic were in turmoil last year before they went to Dubai, they went to Dubai and came back and then were the big dogs again is just completely false. And I don't think you're going to see any difference really in Celtic this season um, coming back from Dubai as to you know prior to, to going to Dubai I really don't and I just think they've, they've opened themselves up to to so much criticism you're right there's just no responsibility being taken by anyone at the club it's just it's just really really sad I think what's happened to Celtic this season everything has been just really sad and supporters are locked out of games Obviously, that's not a Celtic decision, but you know what? If they had the decision, they probably would rather that because the supporters aren't getting the chance to vent their frustrations. And I know season ticket renewals and stuff are coming up, but I've just got the fear that 
Celtic somehow managed managed to fudge their way out of this. I really hope that f- that fans stick to their guns and don't buy season tickets and get this board out. It's quite remarkable, isn't it, that they let it they let all the the negativity from their statement. It's not even a statement. Uh, the wee tweet today, and then an hour after it, they put out the virtual paradise windfall sponsored by Laurie Ross Insurance. Uh, is back tomorrow night. Let's get more money off you and you're lit. <laughs> I mean, it's just shameless. And then no one will get away with it because we're like, really? See tweets and see Twitter and all that. As I keep saying, you can have a bit of outrage against it, right? And you can do a fleeting tweet where it's just like, fuck off. Or you can hit them with a barrage of like factually detailed, to the point efforts in like a thread and completely hammer the club, right? Where everybody is quoting it and going unbelievable look at that this guy summed it up but see within an hour or two that's forgotten and then the next tweet is put out it just like overwashes it again it's completely it's like the too much news effect as I keep saying Hamish and the only way to hit this club now after this is by not giving them money it's not just that an outraged tweet it's not just saying fuck off or yeah. play Soro or get rid of Brown it's hitting them where it hurts 100%. and then here's me I'm saying all that. <laughs> Wearing the new away top. Got it by somebody. Just I'm a mark for it, man. It's honestly, I'm in an abusive relationship with that club. They have gaslighted me a better. They really have, and I can only say fair play. <laughs> I, we need the uh, Twitter have certainly upped their game this week, taking a, a certain American off their platform. So what we're saying is, Mister Mister Twitter, step your game up at Celtic FC. Do the business. Get those idiots off Twitter. Thank you. A minute, Juco James is banned? <laughs> <laughs> nah, the real big dog. So, anyway, tomorrow at Celtic v Hibs, we're up against a team who haven't scored in the last three games. They've lost 1-0 at Rangers, 2-0 at home to Ross County, and lost 3-0 at home to Livingston uh, the other week. Quite interestingly, though, when they went to Ibrox, they were really, really good. Second half, they had Rangers under the cosh. They had a game plan and they stuck to it. And a wee bit of luck, they might have saw them get a draw or something, and then they lost 1-0, but it wasn't a disgraceful performance, they were quite decent, and I wonder if they'll play that way against us tomorrow as well or not, Hamish? Bit concerned about tomorrow night, obviously we'll need to wait and see who the the positive test was, I've just got a, a funny, funny feeling, it's not very funny actually, but I've got a feeling it's going to be Christopher Ayer, and we're going to end up with like Welsh and who else would it be? Because we're missing Beaton, we're missing Julian. Are we missing Duffy as well? Would it be Duffy and Welsh? We'll find out tomorrow, but I've just got this feeling that it's going to be, if it's not Ayer, it'll be Sorrow or Turnbull or Edward, although he maybe wouldn't be as much of a miss. But I've just got the fear. I think, I know they've had three defeats in a row. They've not scored in that time. But I've just got a feeling that after that Livingston game, it was a bit of a, a moment for them to, to you know get back to basics. And I think Jack Ross will have done that over the last nine days. And I've got the fear for tomorrow. You want a prediction? I, I was just wanting to say, at some point, you look at that run, 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 defeats. They've not scored since before Christmas. If there's ever a game for them to buck that trend and get a goal, it's going to be tomorrow night, isn't it? Aye, Celtic 1, Hibs 1 for me. I think uh, I think I genuinely do think we'll drop points. I'm sorry if that's not the, the etiquette in this podcast, but that's just how I feel. Well, you did say it would be a 1-1 drop for Park, where I said we would go to Motherwell. And correctly, I predicted it. I said <laughs> we would demolish them, although I did say a tight 2-1. But I have to say, I think tomorrow, I'm going to go with a high-scoring Celtic 3, Hibs 2. 
We've had a few of them in the past. Right, Hamish, thanks a lot for coming on. I know that when you came on in episode two, things weren't they great, but it's fair to say that they're a lot worse <laughs> now. But despite all that, you've been professional, you've turned up to GigPod, you've put in a shift, and the floor is yours to let the audience know where they find you and where you do things about the club. Primarily at the moment, if you go on TikTok to a user called Staunch55, you'll see a lot of my content. But if we're talking professionally, 67 Hail Hail on YouTube. That's the, the TikTok fella that's been ripping off a lot of my videos and adding in those daft Rangers tunes at the moment to to take the piss out of me. But I 67 Hail Hail on YouTube. I do the Grand Old Snidecast. I also do the Burst Boss Snidecast as well and loads of other Snidecasts. But I'm, I'm on Twitter at Hamish Carton as well. Don't know why you would follow me, to be honest, but I, I appreciate coming on, Stevie. Hopefully, I'll be on again at some stage in the future. I'd say that I hope things are a lot better in the future, but the rate we're going at the moment, we may well be doing a, a show talking about the Scottish Championship. If I could just say a few words, I'd be a better public speaker. But also, <laughs> thanks a lot for thanks a lot for listening. This has been GigPod episode nineteen. I'm Stevie. As always, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podcast Addict pretty much everywhere that you get podcasts subscribe away give us a wee review the ones we've been getting in recently are absolutely cracking thanks to everyone that's been sending them in and we'll catch you next time Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.